0: In God, and they had lost their trust in the Word of God. So, why did they lose trust? They had been working with Jesus. You know, they 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 were there with Jesus, and uh, uh, you know, they walked with him. They ate with him. They they saw miracles in times past. They were with him on a daily. Uh, basis and they lost their faith, why did they lose their faith when they'd seen so many miracles? And why did they, why were they afraid when uh, 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 things got rough? Well, they were afraid because of a difficult situation. They were afraid because they faced the storm and they didn't know what to do. Point and the point I want to make is that Jesus had already said, let us go to the other side but the disciples were afraid and Jesus wasn't afraid. He was able to go to sleep. So what was it that made the disciples fearful? It was the storm, wasn't it? It was the wind and the waves and the boat being tossed around in the waves. So what I want you to notice here and the thing that Jesus, one thing that I'm sure that he was making a point of is why the Why were the disciples afraid? They were afraid of external situations. They were afraid of what was happening before them. Now, if it was you or if it was me, those things are factors that we could take into place to say, yeah, it's a good time to be afraid. But I want you to notice that these are external things. And if you would listen to me, Jesus said, why are you afraid? They had fear. Fear is not a motivating factor in your life until you allow it to get inside you. Fear has nothing. It can't harm you. It can't affect you unless you allow it to consume yourself. I get to teach Kristen about fear. You know, she comes in. I'm afraid, Dad. And I look at her, I say, Kristen, there's nothing to be afraid of, but the feeling that you're going through. You've allowed that thought to consume you. She goes, no, Dad, I'm afraid over here. I'm, I'm afraid of this. And I'll try to make a point with her. And I say, Kristen, if I wanted to, I could make you afraid and you be 10 feet away on the other side of the wall. So, you know, I'll be 10 feet. Why would you be afraid? Well, Dad, you can't do that. Yeah, I can. Let's do it. You go stand over there. And, you know, of course, I can scare. <laughs> Rah! <You> know, whatever. <laughs> but fear, when we, when we understand what fear is, fear is the opposite of love. The scripture tells us that perfect love casts out fear or mature love, knowing who you are and where you come from. And fear is not a motivating factor in the believer's life until the believer allows that fear to consume them. Fear is not a motivating factor until the believer allows it to get inside. And we've probably seen, uh, most all of us have seen a person that in the middle of a crisis that uh, can stand without wavering and have a great level of peace and trust in God. And I've done this. I, you know, had things just going all kinds of haywire and just have peace in my heart. You've, you've seen people do this Uh, no matter what comes my way or what doesn't come my way, no matter what happens or what doesn't happen. I can have peace in the middle of the storm and you must be grounded in the word of God. You must be grounded in the fact that God is God no matter what happens. I said that God is God no matter what happens. And you need to be grounded in that. You see, you can have the storm all around you, but you don't have to allow the storm to get inside you. So it was the storm, the wind and the waves and the boat being tossed. That was the real reason for their fear. And the only reason that they had that fear is that they allowed it to get in them. So today I want to talk to you and I want to share with you things the disciples forgot that allowed the storm from the outside, that allowed the storm on the outside to get on the inside. Jesus was in the boat with them. And the number one thing that they forgot is that the presence of God was with them. They forgot that God Almighty's presence was there. And can I say that he is omnipotent? He is everywhere, praise the Lord. He is sitting here today. He is with you when you walk down the street. He's with you when you drive your car. He's with you at work, hallelujah, no matter where you are, he's there. And not only is he there, Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Number one thing that they forgot was the presence of the Lord. They forgot that Jesus was there. But when the storm came, the wind blew and everything uh, uh, started to happen. They lost their focus uh, on the presence of God. And for you, it's the circumstances that happen in life. The things that go contrary to what you're believing God for. It's the things that you're praying about. That's the storm that can get your eyes off of the presence of the Lord. And you see, what we have to remember is that God is God no matter what, and Jesus is there in the middle of the storm. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am more than a conqueror because of Jesus Christ. I'm I'm a child of God. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. Hallelujah. And I can rise up in the middle of the storm because of the presence of God and the fact that God lives in me. Hallelujah. So the first key to resisting the enemy or turning loose of your faith in God is to start questioning and looking at the circumstances. Does that happen to anyone in here? It happens to each and every one of us. The first key is to start questioning God. And the second is start the first the second part of that is is to start looking at the circumstances. You know the scripture says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. And when we start walking uh, outside of faith, outside of the spiritual realm, we're walking in the flesh. We're walking as mere men. We're not taking who we are in Christ Jesus. We're not utilizing the fact that we're regenerated to God. We're not utilizing the fact that God has called us to be a, a child of God. We're walking as mere men, as a, as a sinner. We're walking as a person that doesn't know God because we forgot all about what he told us we can do and what we can have. Hallelujah. We should never walk as mere men because God has made us a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for that. Jesus said in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you, that the, the Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. Joshua we know that the Bible is God speaking to us in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. If the Bible is, uh, is God speaking to us, everybody say that with me. The Bible is God speaking to me. Yes, we understand that there are stories and, and, and historical facts that were recorded uh, literally and written down, but that is God's written word to me. And in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5, uh, the Bible says that it, when Moses was prophesying to Joshua, he said that no man shall stand before thee all the days of your life. So as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry. God is with you. Thank the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what happens. Jesus is still on board. Hallelujah. He's in the car. He's in the difficult situation. He's in your house. Thank God. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 with me, would you please? Number one. Key that the disciples forgot is is they forgot the presence of God number two They forgot God's promises here in this passage of scripture Jesus said let us go to the other side and How many y'all know that those words were bigger than the storm that came? (laughs) When he said let's go It doesn't matter what happens. We're going. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. In the storms of life, we often forget what God has said to us. In crisis, we often forget that God said that he will take care of us. The spoken word of Jesus took control over nature. Somebody say amen. Amen and God's spoken word will get you through the storm. It will take you to the other side. We have the spoken word that allows us to be victorious, and in my life, I have used the spoken word over and over and over and over and over again, hallelujah, and I have been successful with what Jesus told us to do. Say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea doubt not in your heart and you'll have whatsoever you say somebody said well Pastor Mike that's a little bit uh, uh, flamboyant thinking that you can say unto a mountain be thou removed well you need to go talk to Jesus because he's the one that told me to do it okay and i can remember one of the first times in 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 difficulties in one of the first storms here i'm standing shaking with my knees probably like the disciples were in fear we have the spoken word thank the lord look here in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 we having the same spirit of faith according to as it is written I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believed, and therefore speak. We also believe, therefore we have spoken, and we therefore speak. What is that saying? That faith is not different on the other side of town. Faith is not different in Marion, it's not different in Columbus, it's not different in Lewis Center, it's not different in Marion or, or, or Cardington or Delaware, faith is faith. And we have the same spirit of faith According to as it is written, as it is written, and what is that faith? That faith is in the word of God, and therefore we have that faith. And how does that faith activate it? We believe it, and then we speak it. Can I have an amen? You see, we all have have situations in our lives. We all have situations that seems like that is going to overtake us. But what we what we must remember when it seems like the situation is going to take you over, is that God is still God and God's word is true. We must remember and not forget that he loves us. And number two, that, that, that his word has, gives, it, gives us protection. Now, uh, I remember, you see, we got to grab a hold of it. Are you with me? We got to get a hold of God's word and not let go when i was about 20 something i had a uh i think i was less than 20 i mean i can't remember it was a long time ago <laughs> and i got a long way to go too I got another 50 years or so Amen. according as it is written i believe therefore i spoke you think what well, i'm just saying that just for fun no i'm preparing myself for 50 years down the road hallelujah Hey man, I'm setting the the, the course, but oh, uh, I, I, we gotta we gotta get hold of it. I remember I had this pit bulldog mix, and he was probably more pit bulldog than anything else. And uh, his name was Fido, and uh, it's it, it just funny as all get out. You know, he, he didn't have a mean bone in his body but you could tell that he was bred uh, as a pit bulldog Uh, he would see a dog across the street a block five blocks a a mile down the road and he would growl uh, and he would run just as fast as he could with the hair standing up on the back of his neck to get over to sniff him okay you thought for sure he was going to kill him when he got there but uh, oh Fido he he would you, you give Fido a bone. And that dog would hold on to that thing. He would not let go. You would get a play sock. I can remember having a play rope and a play sock. Just pulling, thought I was going to pull his neck off. His jaws on his head was probably this wide. He had clamped down on that thing. And I would take it and I would lift it up. And I would try to shake him off like that. This dog was not letting go. And you see, that's the way we need to have God's word in our life we need to be rooted and grounded in god's word and we need to have it and understand that we're not going to let go no matter what no matter what happens the word of god is still true and i will forever hold on to it i will never let go of god's word hallelujah that's what we must do as a true believer in the face of life's difficulties You have to make a decision whether you're going to believe God or whether you're going to crumble to the circumstances. You have to make a decision if you're going to crumble to the fear of that circumstance or you are going to stand on God's word. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Let me say that God is still God. Hallelujah. His promises are still true. Hallelujah. And we got to hang on to what God's word says. Hallelujah. Can't let go. Mm-mm-mm. There's some things you just can't get out of me. It's there. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Somebody said, well, is that easy? Not always. The disciples had problems, and they lived with Jesus. Are you with me this morning? How many of y'all know that circumstances speak loudly sometimes? But you have to override those circumstances with the word of God.